You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And today I want to talk about the early warning signs of mental health decline. October is Mental Health Month, and I'm currently in the thick of mental health first aid training. And if you haven't heard of this, it's a fabulous course that equips you with some basic skills to more easily identify and directly help people who are struggling with mental health. And in celebration of this very important month, I decided to share some of the common early warning signs of mental health decline so that you're clear on what it looks like and what to look for in the people around you. But let's start with a few facts. Firstly, mental health challenges can affect your brain and your body and your behaviour. So it's really interesting that if your mental health starts to decline, it affects all of you, but in different ways. We also know that chronic stress is a precursor to mental health conditions. That is, if chronic stress is untreated, it can lead to the onset of a mental health issue. And it can affect your brain. More specifically, it can shrink your hippocampus and subsequently that will result in a decrease in your memory, in your mood and in your learning ability. You might have heard me mention some of these things in a previous episode. I guess a really important thing to know is that the early warning signs and symptoms of chronic stress and then subsequent mental health decline can be really, really subtle and highly individualized. And that's why I want to talk about this today. It's not easy to detect what's going on in yourself or in other people. You may not recognize those signs and therefore they're often not reported and, and you, you may not seek help or the person may not seek help until a crisis stage state is reached. And so in that sense, it's really difficult to identify people who are at risk of mental health decline. Plus, there is a stigma around reporting. So if you don't know what you're looking at or what you're looking for, or you're not aware of it in yourself, you may not do anything about it until it's too late, until you're in a very serious state. So let's talk about some of these signs and symptoms as communicated in the mental health first aid training and elsewhere on the internet, of course. There are some physical and physiological signs of chronic stress and mental health decline. They include that you tire more easily and you feel tired all the time, feeling sick and run down, having headaches, having persistent and resistant muscle aches and pains, increased or decreased reaction times, which is kind of interesting if you think of increased, if you're fired up, charged up perhaps, changes to your sleeping patterns, weight loss or gain, a disheveled appearance, and gastrointestinal issues. Sorry, you can probably hear the cockies outside while I record this podcast. It's hard to get silence here in the country. (laughs) One thing I want to say about those signs and symptoms is that they're all pretty general. And what we're looking at with mental health is a cluster of symptoms. So if you feel tired and run down and have a headache, you might think you're getting a cold, but they could be some of the signs of chronic stress and or mental health decline. 
And I mentioned before that it's not just your body that that changes, but it's also your brain and it's also your behaviour. So some of the behaviours associated with chronic stress and mental health concerns include not getting things done, unusual emotional responses. And for women, you might put that down to that time of the month where you're a bit snappy or a bit emotional. It may be difficult to determine that it's related to something else. You might be making inappropriate complaints at work about a lack of management support. You might have an inappropriate focus on fair treatment issues at work or make inappropriate complaints about not coping with your workload. Now, this is very subjective as to what's inappropriate, but your workplace probably has standards for those things. You might withdraw from colleagues or from the people around you. There may be reduced participation in work or leisure activities. There may be increased consumption of caffeine, alcohol, cigarettes and or sedatives, which are all, of course, coping mechanisms. You may have an inability to concentrate. You may feel indecisive, struggle with your memory. As I mentioned before, the hippocampus is affected. With all of these things often comes a loss of confidence. You may have unplanned absences from work the inability to commit to social occasions. There may be conflict with others more than usual. And in the workplace, inappropriate use of grievance procedures and an increased likelihood of errors or accidents. So while a lot of these mentioned are in the workplace context, it's easy to see how they might also translate into your everyday life or in the business that you run. I guess the thing is, like those other physical and physiological signs and symptoms, these behavioural ones could be mistaken for something else. But I think what really stands out to me is that changes in your caffeine, alcohol, cigarettes and sed or sedatives, those sorts of things are often a sign that you're not coping and you need to find a way to cope differently and you may be eating differently too. But as you can imagine, many of these signs and symptoms could be invisible easily mistaken for something else or interpreted as a non-significant single event. And in terms of diagnosis of mental health, it's really only done in a face-to-face -face or virtual interview with a mental health professional who's going to look at a cluster of symptoms and that's only when mental health concerns may be properly assessed and diagnosed. Outside of a clinical setting, or in a workplace where workers are remote, or if you live on your own, it could be difficult for you to identify these things in yourself or for your peers or managers or clients to identify these sorts of issues, these sorts of signs and symptoms that indicate there's a mental health risk. I guess the other thing too is, as I mentioned earlier, there is a stigma around reporting mental health issues, and that's part of the issue and there's some information on this that's around employee assistance programs. We know that around 20% of people of working age will experience a mental health concern in any given year. And actually, I think that's old data. I think it's a lot higher now. Yet only 5% of employees across all sectors access employee assistance programs or EAPs for mental health concerns. So for 20% with a mental health concern, only 5% of employees actually reach out for help. And for these reasons, mental health diagnosis is often reactive and it comes too late when things are at a crisis point. 
So let's talk about filling the gaps. It can be tricky to know what to do when someone you know or love has these sorts of signs and symptoms. And the best thing that you can do is to let them know tactfully and directly that you've noticed a change in their behaviour and to ask how they're feeling and that you're concerned about them. Or better still, enrol in the mental health first aid course, which will equip you with the skills to better deal with your clients, your friends, family or co-workers or yourself if there is a mental health risk. I will also say in terms of filling the gaps, if it's for yourself, that all of the self-care activities that you can do are going to build resilience. Your ability to get out in the sunlight and to exercise and to use fish oil and to eat lots of vegetables and to get a good night's sleep, all of these things are documented as being helpful for mental health concerns. And they definitely put credits in the resilience bank. I did an episode on this of a couple of months ago, you might be able to find that and have a listen. But to wrap up today's episode, in summary, mental health can decline secretly and silently and it can affect your brain and your body and your behaviour. It can actually change your brain, which is a really serious thing, but you can recover from it. Please know that chronic stress is a precursor to mental health conditions and the journey from not coping with stress to complete mental health decline can be subtle, gradual, or sudden and highly individualized. It can be hard to see until it's too late. Today, I described some of those signs and symptoms and talked about mental health first aid, a course that can equip you with the skills to identify mental health concerns early on and to help people in need to take charge and get things back on track more easily. I hope that's been useful. And I tell you, this is fantastic training really helpful. I highly recommend it. Thanks for listening today and I hope to see you soon. Bye for now.